This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1218, Worth versus Worth It, Stretching Out the Family Van, by Chris Pascal with grumpusmaximus.com. And I'm Dan, I'm here every single day reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. Thanks so much for listening in today, hope your week has been great, and that you're having a happy Friday. And I've got a post today from guest writer Chris Pascal on Grumpus Maximus's site. And hey, if you didn't know, we give away books on Instagram pretty frequently, so if you're not following us there, you can find us at Old Podcast. But for now, let's get to today's post as we optimize your life. Worth versus Worth It, Stretching Out the Family Van by Chris Pascal with CrumpusMaximus.com. So what, so what's the scenario? My Honda Odyssey has a worth well above what I would pay for it, meaning it's not worth it for me to replace. We've had two vans, a 2000 Dodge Caravan and a 2010 Honda Odyssey. With 171,000 miles, the Odyssey is due to be replaced. Oil is slowly leaking into the engine and one of the automatic doors malfunctioned. It's wearing out. But on the other hand, this old van is supposedly worth about $10,000, which means replacing it with something better would cost more. It leaves me with the following dilemma. Buy a $15,000 van I don't want and soon won't need that may have problems like I have now, or buy a perfectly good car for much less but is just too small at the moment. Using the worth versus worth it theme Grumpus has taught us, the van apparently has a market worth well above what I would want to pay for it, and that means it's not worth it for me to replace while it runs. And so we run with the following plan. The following plan. Every other month, the van's check engine light comes on and when it switches gears, the vehicle shudders, so I bring it to my mechanic. He gets the oil out of the engine, switches out the spark plugs, adds a quart, and charges me $30. Two months later, we do something similar, but with an oil change. And that's it. Repeat until it dies or needs a repair that I deem too much to pay. The alternative would be to replace the engine for $5,000, which might be a great plan, but not one I plan to execute. My oldest daughter is about to purchase her own vehicle and will soon be off to college. After much discussion, she has decided to forego the facet of my kids on fire plan where she does a year of full-time service before community college. She's an adult, so must make her own decisions. As such, she's looking forward to working again and has decided it would be worth it to jump into a four-year school even if she has to pay for it. Will I still need a van? When considering upcoming trips I want my oldest to be a part of, The truth is that if I need a van, I can just rent one. Even if I paid $100 a day, which I wouldn't, it would be much cheaper than buying one. So yes, I may need a van here and there, but no, I do not need to own one. Mathing it up. As the dudes at Millennial Revolution say, you gotta math that up. So here's some simple math. A used van I don't want would cost $15,000. A new engine in the current van I don't wish to replace would cost $5,000. I can find a very nice car, like a Honda Civic, that I'd rather have for $8,000. The insurance on the car would be cheaper. Replacing tires and at least some of the other parts would also be more affordable. But the significant savings comes with daily use. A 2010 Odyssey gets 17 miles per gallon in the city and 25 miles per gallon on the highway. A 2015 Civic earns 31 mpg in the city, 41 highway. If gas costs $2.45 a gallon and I drive half city, half highway for 12,000 miles per year, then the cost per mile is 11.4 cents for the Odyssey times 12K equals $1,368 and 6.8 cents for the Civic 
times 12K equals $816. In fuel costs, I'd pay $562 more to drive a vehicle I don't want while paying another $180 for the above-noted maintenance for the oil leak, not to mention purchasing more expensive tires when they need replacing in a couple years. On top of this, it's more expensive to service a van at a car wash. Calculating the break-even. Since I answered the first question, why get rid of the van, let's move on to the next. When do you break even on buying an $8,000 Civic compared to replacing the engine? Break-even point, day zero. I can sell the van for at least $3,000 to a fortunate family in a private sale, and that means that the Civic costs about the same as the new engine. There will be sales tax, for which New York's is exorbitant, but it's a small price to pay for such an upgrade and can also be accounted for by selling the van for $4,000 or finding a Civic for $7,200. Wrapping this up. After quarantine ends, we're taking a road trip to Niagara Falls. One thing that surprised me is that renting a minivan costs a little more than a Suburban or Infiniti QX60. Both seat seven, but only one would comfortably transport us and our luggage. Beyond short rentals, the long-term solution is not an equal replacement, but to ride out the current model with a little extra bi-monthly maintenance. With one heading to college and another a few years behind her, we'll soon be a household of four most of the year. By this point, I can purchase a five to seven-year-old car with 50,000 miles for well under the cost of a 10-year-old van with little life left in it. Beyond the price tag, there's savings on fuel, parts, and other maintenance. We've owned a van since 2005, and I can attest to its benefits. I like being able to take my daughter and five of her friends to the movies, and it definitely served us well when we turned it into a micro-cabin while camping in Myrtle Beach. Still, the benefits are not daily, not even close, while the costs are. A van is a luxury, and as my household gets smaller, I could have more luxury in a vehicle for less money. But for the moment, I won't, until the van dies, and then I'll make a change. You just listened to the post titled Worth vs. Worth It, Stretching Out the Family Van by Chris Pascal with GrumpusMaximus.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com OFD. Again, that's gusto.com OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. 
And thanks to Chris for letting us read his post. He's an author, accountant, and professor from Long Island, and his first book, War Poems, A Marine's Tour 2003-2008, to can be found at your local library or purchased at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or Books A Million. And that'll do it for today. Have a great day and a great start to your weekend, too. Thanks so much for listening, as always, and I'll be back with you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.